Did you know viruses are actually kind of pretty to look at? Many viruses are obviously highly destructive, but under a microscope, they have higher symmetry than any other thing in nature. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. This week, you can now schedule your Omicron-specific booster shots. President Joe Biden said that the booster represents the beginning of a new, once-a-year approach to the COVID vaccine, similar to flu shots. On Tuesday, Juul Labs reached a tentative agreement with 34 states and territories to pay nearly $440 million. That's in response to an ongoing investigation looking into how the company intentionally marketed vaping products to underage people. And... HHS said on Tuesday it had awarded a $19.8 million contract to help expand the distribution of the monkeypox vaccine from the strategic national stockpile. My colleague Krista Marr on what we still don't know about the monkeypox vaccine and why. Yeah, so Genius is, it's a really interesting vaccine. It was approved by the FDA in 2019 for both smallpox and monkeypox, but for monkeypox, the efficacy of Genios was really only tested in animals, um, in uh, macaques, so non-human primates. And there are a few reasons for that. But the main reason is just that like before this outbreak, there were actually no large sustained ongoing outbreaks of monkeypox that we could actually like test a vaccine in. So, you know, even though doctors right now are confident that Genios is safe, they're like, we don't really know how effective it's going to be in this outbreak. We don't know if it's going to stop transmission. We don't know after you've gotten your two doses of Genios, how long it's going to last. So if the disease does kind of, you know, continue to kick around in the U.S. for the foreseeable future, are people going to need boosters? These are all questions that the federal government is like trying to answer right now, but they've had to roll out the vaccine before they have the answers. That's one of the complaints I'm still hearing from local health departments, right, is that they can't put on a vaccine event overnight. So they are like, we would love to have a week notice, two weeks notice, or at least get the vaccines uh, on a more regular time frame, right? So they can actually work on getting those shots um, into arms. But they say it's been kind of, you know, unpredictable to date. And I mean, another part that's interesting of this that we don't talk about so much anymore is, of course, the fact that we do have 100 million doses of AKM 2000 also sitting in the stockpile. But it was developed by sort of piggybacking on older smallpox vaccines. So for smallpox, it was shown to produce in humans like the same immune response as AKM 2000, which is the older smallpox vaccine that we have in our national stockpile. And people are not, you know, I mean, the states that you've talked to, you know, there's not a lot of people who are requesting that. And it's because that vaccine has a lot of problems with the way that it interacts with people who are immunocompromised, for instance, people who have skin disorders. You know, it's a lot less of a predictable and less kind of a, less of a safe vaccine than Genios is. So, you know, it's just interesting that we do actually have a pretty large amount of smallpox vaccines sitting in the stockpile, but not of Genios, which is what people want. And then the the one thing I keep hearing when I talk to local health departments is just funding. You know, a lot of these health departments offer COVID vaccines and monkeypox vaccines at the same site so they can sort of take advantage of that COVID funding. 
Now, the Biden administration's requested another $26.9 billion to fight COVID and monkeypox. $4 billion would go toward monkeypox. What happens if Congress doesn't approve this money? I mean, that's a really good question. So some of this money is earmarked to go towards studies to show how it's going to work in this population, how it's going to work in this outbreak. One of the reasons we're in this position is that monkeypox as a disease has not gotten a lot of funding for research over many, many decades to fund expensive studies to um, show how well things are working. So that's one thing that would certainly fall by the wayside. Another thing they want to use the money for is increasing the domestic manufacturing capacity. So again, like that will put us in a better position, you know, should we need to move quickly again with the vaccine and another future outbreak. Definitely. And that's the story we keep hearing with public health, right, is that the, the funding comes through in times of crisis, but this is a 24-7, 365 type of, of operation. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what's interesting about this outbreak is that, you know, m- much like COVID, it's come out of the blue in the United States. It's tested the system in the same way to see if we're kind of going to go down the same path that we went with COVID and doomed to repeat the same mistakes again if we can't kind of get more vaccines in the arsenal and get a little bit better prepared for next time. Thank you so much for taking the time to walk me through this this morning, Krista. Okay, bye. Bye. A new survey from Politico and Harvard shows that abortion is now one of the top motivating issues at the ballot box. Uh, Robert Blendon, professor of health policy and political analysis, emeritus at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health and co-director of the poll with Politico. Professor Robert Blendon is the pollster with the most interesting top lines. So a lot of our questions really probe the health side, the health voter. In the poll we did together, it's very important. We asked people a very specific question. We asked if an issue was so important to you, you're actually going to vote on that in the next congressional election. Three were economic, inflation, uh, jobs, gas prices, and three were health related. And they were abortion, gun restrictions, and healthcare per se, but not including COVID. And so let me just deal with abortion first. In 2018, when we did something like this with Politico, it ranked 11th. It ranked fourth in this poll. We've never seen an increase in an issue like abortion. This issue has changed all the models of who's going to win what in the House and Senate race. The second, which is a health-related issue, uh, is guns. It's clear the shootings, mass shootings of the last year have just moved this issue. The third issue, which relates, is that healthcare, not including COVID, ranked in the top six. But it's very important to understand, regardless of all the coverage Politico does and everybody else does of of important health issues, the single overwhelming issue people are voting on are costs and drug prices. The voter is do something to lower the price and costs, and it's the cost for them. It's very important. Government people often get mixed up between national spending All the polls show people are worried about what they're paying and their families pay. That's really it. So if you step back a second, what is the election about? It's three economic issues, 
and abortion, guns, and healthcare costs and drug prices. That's what we found. All right, that's our show this week. The rest of the survey results will be on politico.com later today. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Our editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Bolton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Almond is the executive producer of Audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. Thanks for listening and talk to you again next week. Take care.